Shop till he drops. This week on the Story Song Podcast. Now hear the tale of everybody, welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. Every episode on this show, we walk you through the wonderful world of a story song. And this week, we're talking about, right up top, I just gotta say, I'm very excited. Um, Title-wise, we yep. got parentheses mm-hmm. and an exclamation point. Oh, yeah. This is everything we've ever dreamed for. <laughs> it's, yeah, exactly. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. I, I couldn't find the words. I was so excited <laughs> that I literally couldn't find the words. And I needed your help. I reached out my hand and you caught me. Um, we're talking about hit em up style, open parentheses, oops, exclamation point, close parentheses, by Blue Cantrell. Hmm. Early 2000s, a big time for the word oops. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to say that. We, we could, we'll talk about it a little bit in the, in the backstory, okay, okay. but yeah. All right, we'll get there. I was going to say, much, obviously, oops. You know, it's not like it's like... You know, I'm just saying. A paragraph. Oops, I did it, it again. Yeah. Oops, I did it again. Hit him up style. Oops, and then I'm. I don't. I don't know for sure, but I'm also going to guess around this time was probably oops all crunch berries from. Uh, <laughs> yep, that's right. <laughs> from, from, that's right. From Captain Crunch. Yeah. So those three. Yeah. Three things make a trend. That's right. So oops, oops was all over the place for some reason at yeah. that time. Um, Rachel. Uh huh. With that, with that stellar intro out of the way, uh, can you tell us the story of this story song? Oh, yeah. Um, so Blue Cantrell, uh, she catches her man being buck wild. Mm-hmm. And she decides to get revenge on him by going uh, right. by going on a shopping spree with her friends. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm only going to stop you for one second yeah. and just say, because this is going to rival Convoy for needing to go through the slang <laughs> yeah. uh, in some of this. But when you say Buck Wild, because I'm imagining him running through a field <laughs> and, and people might wonder why she needs to get revenge. By Buck Wild, you mean he is cheating Oh, he's, he's he cheating. Is, he's got a cheating heart. He's stepping heart. out. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, and Continue. so she uh, she goes on a shopping spree. She sells all his stuff and she ruins his credit. <laughs> That's what this That's song it. is about. Yeah. It's about It's about credit scores uh, yeah. when we come. Yeah. When we get right Actually, down to the bottom of it. Actually, it is, believe it or not, produced by Experian, which oh, is- Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that makes a lot yeah. more sense. It's, it's kind of more of a PSA yeah. than anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somehow, this is about reverse mortgages, too. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you got to really read between the lines yeah. on that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oops. Exactly. Goes there, there goes the equity in your home. <laughs> While he was scheming, I was scheming in the beamer, just scheming. Can't believe that I call my man cheating. So I found another way to make him pay for it all. So I went to Neiman Marcus on a shopping spree. And on the way, I grabbed Soleil and Mia. And as the cash box rang, I thought everything away. There goes the dream we used to say. There goes the times we spent away. There goes the love I had, but you cheated on me. And that's for that now. There goes the house we made a home. There goes you'll never leave me alone. For all the lies you told, this is what you're owed. When the man wanna 
So blue, I feel like I can call it blue. Yeah, I think so. Right? I feel close. I feel close to her. Uh, blue says, while he was scheming, I was beaming in the beamer, just beaming. Can't believe that I caught my man cheating. So I found another way to make him pay for it all. Okay. Uh, can I say something real quick? Mm-hmm. Dan, you read these lyrics like mm-hmm. it's a game on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> uh, there is no higher compliment you could give me than that I am, yep. I am my generation's Peter Sable. That's right. That's right. I found another way to make him pay for it all. We'll be right back. <laughs> Find out how after the break. Oh, man. So while he was scheming, he is out there making plans yeah. uh, that do not involve her. No. And they unfortunately are not like surprise trips to Maui or anything like that. That's, he's, not, he's not scheming he's for not, her. He's not scheming a very tasteful 40th birthday party. No. Uh, <laughs> f- surprise birthday party no, for her. No, unfortunately not. Well, I think even like this is he's already been with other girls. He is now I think he is scheming. He thinks he's getting away with it, basically. So he's scheming now. How can I keep this thing going and keep stepping out on Blue Cantrell without her knowing it? But guess what, buddy? She knows it. Yeah. Yeah. Because she is. Green Cantrell with envy. Um, okay. <laughs> that he is. <laughs> that he is stepping out with other girls. That's right. Uh, so she was. I don't know if she's mm-hmm. if she is envious. I think she's just mad. Okay. She's red Cantrell. She's red. Yeah. With, with rage. rage. Yeah. So while he's scheming, I was beaming in the Beamer. Okay. So. The Beamer is the BMW. Yes. I got that. So she has a BMW car. I was beaming. Does that mean she's she's happy? She's beaming? She's angry? So what uh, what what's the what's the first beaming mean? So I'll say this. I'm not hundred percent sure. I think it's okay. so the the way I read it is he's scheming, but he doesn't know that she's in the beamer, which I'm gonna say is maybe his. So she's, oh, I think so. Oh, she's beaming yeah. in the beamer because she knows that she has her plan in place. She knows what she's right. going to do. The second beaming confuses me because, and, and I had to look it up and I had to actually watch the video so I could see her mouth move with it. She does say, okay. I was beaming in the beamer, just beaming. What probably could have worked too was, and that I saw in some versions of the lyrics was, I was beaming in the mm-hmm. beamer, just steaming. Oh, steaming. Which would make I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to throw this out there. On Spotify, it says she's, it has her saying just scheming, meaning so she says scheming twice, which that doesn't make no, sense. No, that doesn't make sense. Blue, Blue, Blue Cantrell would not be I up saw with that. that she, no. would, she would not be rhyming the same word. I saw that. But, too. And that also, it also makes less sense. But steaming, I like. Yeah. Maybe it's steaming. I'm pretty um, sure in her lip, I can't read lips, but. Mm-hmm. I was also listening to her say words, so I didn't have to say <laughs> read them. That's true. But um, when I was watching the video, mm-hmm. it seems like she says just beaming. I'm going to get her on the phone. 
Just give me a minute. And while we're doing, while Michael's doing that, we're gonna play headlines. Uh, Rachel, hi, blue, please. <laughs> Is blue there? Uh, Alonzo Bowden. Um, um, guys, I'm on hold. <laughs> okay. Okay, right. we're on hold with Blue. Uh, so, I, I mean, I think the second one is just... Yeah, if just... you could just leave a message. <laughs> you know what would be great? If I, I had the ability it. right now to play, like, a Muzak version of Hit'em Up style <laughs> while he's waiting. <laughs> <laughs> on hold. I think... Can I ask you a question? She's sitting in the Beamer. Is she outside the house where the cheating is happening? Or is she... Just sitting in his beamer, but she's like she secretly like she knows what's gonna happen. You know what I mean? She's, like she's she's got a secret plan going on that she's thinking about. That's why she's beaming in the beamer. Yeah, she's on her she's on her way to to enact the plan. Is what I think. So she's in, she's beaming in the beamer, just okay. beaming, just, just beaming. beaming. Okay, because she All knows right. what she's gonna do. There's a certain darkness to that where. She's so angry that she's just smiling about it. Yeah. Like, that's, that's just creepy. It's great. And that's amazing. It's great. It's like, like the, the sheer joy she's getting from revenge yeah. uh, is pretty amazing. I mean, you know, I've always said, though, keep it clamped down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, don't, don't fly off the handle. Like, the, she's handling it the right yes. way. Yes. I would not go on a shopping spree per se. But I do like that, you know, she because she's gonna she's gonna get all this, and by the time he figures out what's going on, it's gonna be too late. That's the thing. You know what I mean? That's the thing that's so good about this because these. You got a problem? Hold on, let me explain something. You got a problem with me, Blue Cantrell? Talk to Neiman Marcus, okay? Because I, I don't have your money. <laughs> yeah. Neiman Marcus Neiman's has your Ma- money. Neiman Marcus has your money. Yeah. All yeah. right. The cable company so, is the one that you're mad at. Um, talk to Neiman. Yeah. You talk to Marcus. Talk to both of them. I don't care. That's right. But I'm not. Don't talk to Cantrell. I'm. That's. It's not Neiman Marcus Cantrell. It's just <laughs> Neiman Marcus. So it's there. That's them. You, They're the your ones pro- have your, your money. Problem, <laughs> your problem is with them. Uh, yeah. They're the ones that yeah. have your money. Uh, I don't have it. It's at Bill's house and Joe's house and <laughs> Neiman Marcus. Gone. So the second part is great. The thing that you're talking about, Dan. The, the second part of the first verse. Can't believe that I caught my man cheating. So she's she's. Mm-hmm. She caught him cheating. The question is, did he see her? I kind of feel that he did not see her. She just figured it out. So she found another okay. way to make him pay for it all. So she could have just burst in and screamed like you were saying and like right. get him right there. But Blue, she's better than that. She's going to suck she him dry. Is, no, she is. No. Yeah. She is going to. No. She's going to hit him where it hurts. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. A bad credit keep mouth score, that right. is a lifetime. You know? You know what I'm talking about? That's yeah, it. yeah. You don't recover from that. Not easily. But that's what I'm saying. Like, she's going to she's gonna, she's gonna, she's gonna stay calm. Yeah. She's not going to say anything, but she's going to start enacting her plan. So right? good. It's like- So smart. This is almost like the usual suspects. Like, it's just going to- It's like the end of usual suspects. Like, he's just going to be there with a cup of coffee and look around the room and slowly figure it out. The last one is him opening up, like, a, a letter, <laughs> you know, whatever, and it has his credit score and it just slowly falls That's in right. slow motion. It's going to be great. And then and then you just see as it lands, it just has a big red negative 1,000 on it or whatever. I don't know how yeah. credit scores work, but- oh, um, Okay. So, can't believe I caught my man cheating. Um- so I found another way to make him pay for it all. So I went to Neiman Marcus 
on a shopping spree and on the way, I grabbed Soli and Mia. Is her name? So-, so I assume these are yeah. her friends. Yeah. Okay. I'm guessing it's Soleil Moonfry. I assume it's Soleil. Oh, okay. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. It's the only Soleil yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> um, so her and Punky are out yeah. um, <laughs> on a shopping spree. On the way, I grabbed Soli and Mia. Soli and Mia. Talk to Henry. Talk to Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I was like, look, let's go to Neiman Marcus. Finally, let's get you two shoes that match. Let's just, <laughs> let's try that. Um, and as the cashbacks rang, I thought everything away. All right. So, so far I'm on board. Yeah. Okay. With, with what's going on. So she went to, to Neiman Marcus. I'm going to need your guys' help. Okay. I assume that's a ritzy store, Neiman Marcus. Neiman Marcus is yes, a fancy store. Okay. It's like All a, right. it's like. It's kind of a Saks, a Bloomingdale's, Neiman Marcus. She didn't go to Target. Okay. She wasn't in like H&M. Well, that's what I was... She's not in Pennies. She's not on the softer right, side right. of Sears. She's going <laughs> right to Neiman Marcus. I'll put it to you this Marcus. way, Dan. There's yeah. a Neiman Marcus outlet that's mm-hmm. even too fancy for me to go in. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. So... Even the outlets are too expensive yeah. for Neiman Marcus. Never seen the inside of a Neiman Marcus outlet. Certainly have not gone near a Neiman Marcus. <laughs> I'm just imagining you, Michael, you walking in and the security guard is just like, you know, you can't be here. And you're, and you're like, I know. And you just slowly turn and walk out. But then, right. one, day, but then one day he goes in and buys a bunch of stuff and he turns around and he goes, big mistake. Huge. That's yeah. from Pretty li- Pretty Women. Not Pretty no, Women. Pretty, pretty Woman. Pretty, pretty Woman. <laughs> Guys, it's all, late. Hold on. First, you started with pretty <laughs> ladies, pretty which ladies. is which is which is the uh, the you know the knockoff. Um, That's right. The movie. That's right. But then I said pretty women, which is a song right. from the musical Sweeney Todd. There you go. Let me explain to you Rachel's thought process. Um, pretty ladies. So mm. okay, Pretty Woman, the movie. Pretty yes. women. Yeah. Song from Sweeney Todd, yes. musical by Stephen mm-hmm. Sondheim. Pretty Ladies, Ladies Who Lunch, song from Company, also by Stephen Sondheim. And that all got jumbled together. That's exactly right. Barbara Streisand exactly does a medley right. of Pretty Women and Ladies Who Lunch. And that's where that happened. Oh, my gosh. That is like 100% right where my mindset was. <laughs> um, anyway. You know, do you know when I fell in love with Julia Roberts? When she started, nice ladies. Um. <laughs> I don't even know where the joke, where 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 that joke started and ended. By the way, um. <laughs> so anyway, but so yes, Neiman oh, Marcus. Yeah. So, very so fancy. basically, yeah, because I'm such a dummy. If I wanted to do this, I would go try to do a shopping spree at TJ Maxx or something, and I would end up but, with like a bunch of broken dog toys, and still <laughs> he would have most of his money left because I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to spend this you, much. You know, you could get a bunch of stuff at Target. You could buy out a Target, right. but you're still you're gonna be like, I can't even spend all this money in Target. I don't know what the I'm gonna do. The deals are too good. <laughs> <laughs> too good. What? Oh no! It's two for one. Oh, ah, damn man. it! She walks up to the oh, register what? and and she's like, "I do have a coupon for that." No, no, no! Wait, wait, wait! Give me that back. <laughs> no, I'm gonna save that Forgot for using my Forgot credit card. <laughs> why are the prices so reasonable? Oh, man. oh, and the service is great here. Anyway, 
All right, so she's at Neiman Marcus. She's having a shopping spree. She brought her friends along. Yeah. Smart Get move. three of everything. Um, and the cash box rang. I thought everything yeah. away. So is she, what does that mean? That she's just like pretending that this didn't happen. She's compartmentalizing it. So, no. So I think really to get that line, I think you have to, um, we have to do the pre-chorus. Um, okay. Or is this whole thing the chorus? I'm trying to figure out. I think like, it's the two chorus. Parts. Yeah, but there's two parts. Well, no, you're right. You're right, though. There's almost two choruses. So I think this is a pre-chorus. But that's so what she's saying, she's setting up the pre-chorus in this. So she's saying, as the cash box rang, I thought everything away, and then um, thought bubble, and then pre-chorus. Okay. All right. I think she's talking about it like an old style cash register where everything that the ca- yeah everything the cashier enters, there's a bell, and right. every time a bell rings, a little bit of this relationship goes away. And yeah. uh, mm-hmm. she cares a little bit less. Yeah, I'm giving out wings. <laughs> <laughs> you know folks, what this is, folks? Hold on, I'm gonna say this, folks. Stick with us. We will make a reference post 1965 at some point during the show. Eh, we'll but see. continue, Michael. I wouldn't put money on that. <laughs> uh, Sweeney Todd was from the 70s. Thank you very much. Yeah, Sweeney Todd was like 1979. Okay, I believe it's from the 1800s. But let's <laughs> let's not quibble. This is basically, this is just retail therapy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Without oh, a doubt. well, but, but retail therapy, but with a point to hurt him. Yes. Absolutely. To the point that you I think I mean? she's saying to the cashier, like, I'm sorry, would you mind charging me more? Right. Yeah. She's like, and you know what? One That's for you. Saying. One for you as well. You take one too. <laughs> well, and our friends are getting stuff too. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You don't bring you know Soleil I mean? and me saying, around and not give them a little no. something. Well, we know how they are. Okay, yeah, so I mean, they're they're gonna yeah you the, you only want them around when someone else is footing the bill yeah for whatever you're doing so like, yeah, like I mean, too I, I'm not sharing with Mia. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was that was at least the 1990s. So we're we're, we're getting there. I, I'm sure she, I'm sure she doesn't mind doing this, but I think it's more about you know hurting him, and I guess right. having something you know for her to to have when she's gone. But anyway, okay. So, Rachel, do you want to help me out here? Do you want to handle the oops? Sure. Okay. So, and as the cash box, as, as the cash box rang, I thought everything away. Oops. There goes the dreams we used to say. Oops. There goes the time we spent away. Oops. There goes the love I had, but you cheated on me. And that's for that now. Do you want to stop there? Yes. So okay. I I love this um, pre-chorus or whatever it is because it's almost you can hear the you can kind of almost hear like the 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 cash being thrown on the counter as she's like right you know yeah the, I think the, and I think the oops is is taking the place of the ringing of the cash register hundred percent absolutely 100%. and it's you know. Obviously, goes without saying, but it's a sarcastic oops where she's like, "Oops, I spent another ten right, grand. Right. Oops, I bought another car or whatever." Yeah. And she's I, getting and I, yeah. So that's when I think like she says she thought everything away. You know, she's probably not saying as they're ringing it up. There goes the dreams we used to say. You know, right? But that's what she's thinking. She goes, "That's that's where those dreams are going. That's where that time spent right. is going. That's where my love yeah. is." And bye bye. It belongs to Neiman yeah, Marcus yeah. now. 
this is my compensation for the time we spent away. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. That's what I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. So guys, we had a good quarter. Uh, we made 17 million in profits and also we've got, um, three vials of love from, uh, <laughs> from someone. Yeah. Weird. So but good job for all us right, all right. here at, here at Neiman Marcus. Yeah. Good job, everyone. Let's see if we can we break did it, it next quarter. Four vials. <laughs> to give four vials of heartbroken love. <laughs> um, so that stuff's valuable on the open market. Oh, yeah. Don't kid yourself. Yeah. Oh yeah. They could they could they could sell that to China for a pretty penny. Everybody, just a reminder, dreams we used to say are on sale today. <laughs> <laughs> so buy one, get one. But you you gotta use that coupon though, guys. Yep, you gotta use right. that coupon. That's right. There goes the love I had, but you cheated on me, and that's that and and that's for that now. Oops. There goes the house we made a home. Oops. There goes you'll never leave me alone for all the lies you told. This is what you owe. That's very good. That's awesome. This second <laughs> half is is a, makes me a little sad though. There's the house we made a home. So yeah. she really like she was really in this relationship, you know? This really meant something to her. Yeah, it was a real relationship. This wasn't just a like oh. a like a flight of fancy. They were in a relationship. That's why she has to hurt him so bad. <laughs> Yeah, I I think that's why that line's important. I think think this isn't like, they weren't together for a couple of weeks. They were, this was, they had a life together. And Mm -hmm. he kind of, in cheating on her, Mm -hmm. he, it it makes the stakes that much higher. So, so it it justifies... (laughs) Uh, her creating financial ruin for him. The the that line of "There goes you'll never leave me alone." That one is the one that hits hard because it's, you know that that's the summation of it. Is he clearly made promises to her, and he's stepping out, and it's that's that's the big one. Is that that you owe me for this? This isn't you broke my heart. This is I invested in this relationship, and I am. I put deposits in. I am making a withdrawal. <laughs> I take exactly. This is her cashing I out. I am withdrawing. Yeah, I'm cashing out. Yeah, yeah. There's a run on the bank, and I'm getting what's mine. This um, is my. I'm. I'm. I'm cashing out my 401ku. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so now, like we said, that was only the pre-chorus. We still have mm-hmm. not. We're about to enter into the chorus. Everybody, get ready. So what she says is, hey, ladies, when your man want to get buck wild, just go back and hit him up style. Okay, now this is where I'm going to start needing help. So, hey, ladies, I'm I'm lost. I have no idea. Okay, <laughs> hey, ladies, when your man want to get buck wild, that part I think I understand. Yeah. Wild like so a buck. So buck wild just means, uh, right, it's cheating. But again, I'm a, for some reason, I'm imagining him like running through fields and jumping over <laughs> fences. Being buck wild. Yeah. Um, just go back. All right. So she's she's saying, don't go, don't don't lose your cool. Mm-hmm. Go back to them, but then hit them up style. What does that mean? Great question. Exactly. I don't exactly know, but it, you can hit okay. somebody up for cash. So that's what I think is right. you know you're just so gonna go this- back and you're gonna hit them up style. You're gonna you're gonna take all their stuff. Right. So the style is 
the way in which he's doing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like they hit him up. It's like quote hit him up close quote style. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the the style the hit him up is modifying the 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 noun style, right? Or maybe the verb style. I don't know what's I don't know what style. It doesn't matter. But I'm just <laughs> saying that it's the the style is hit him up. That's that's the that's flavor. That's what I think. Of her revenge is hit him yeah. up is what's it's happening. Okay. And then so hit him up means like hit him up for money or like just, you know, it's some slang term meaning bleed him dry until Yeah, basically. <laughs> until there's nothing left. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um put your hands on his cash and spend it to the last dime for all the hard times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this chorus is great. And it's so catchy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so catchy. Yeah, I mean, obviously I'm not obviously I'm not doing it justice by reading it um like this. But yes, it's uh let's just I've had it stuck in my head ever oh. since I listened to the song. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Um so all right, so put your hands on his cash and spend it to the last dime for all the hard times. So again, I think it's a thing where it's like so so you have a relationship, mm-hmm. right? She's invested in this relationship. She thinks she thinks it's gonna be forever. They had a house, they made a home, okay? She finds out he's cheating, so that destroyed all that. So now, when you're in a relationship like that, you don't get anything out of that, mm-hmm. right? Presumably, they're not married, so there's no, like, you know, there's not going to be any alimony or anything. Right. So what she's saying is, so you don't get anything. So, like, for all the pain that you've been through, this at least is your consolation prize. Yeah. You're going to get, you're going to go, you're going to buy... Dresses? Do they have dresses at Neiman Marcus? Is that what they're? Neiman Marcus has everything. I mean, I everything. anything okay. you want, Neiman Marcus is going to have it. Yeah, I was never. That's the thing about department stores I could never quite understand because I that was we went to like Macy's if I needed like a suit, mm-hmm. you know, for like I don't know, like a a distant cousin was getting married or something. I'm talking about when I'm a kid, and then I'd be like, why do they also sell pants here? I just that was the part <laughs> I could never wrap my head around. Like I don't I can understand. Also get a couch? What? Right. <laughs> and then also we can get our picture taken here. This place doesn't make any sense. It's just a bunch of stuff that's stuck together. Yeah, it's a bunch of departments yeah. in one uh-huh. store. <laughs> yep. I mean, the Kay. name is, I mean, the, the it's all in the name, Daniel. No, I understand. I mean, I, I, I got it. I'm just saying it just seemed weird. But you know what's funny? And, and nowadays, I mean, I feel like, Department stores used to be much more compartmentalized and have more departments um, back in the olden days. Sure. So there's a toy like department. Today. Yeah. There was uh, a housewares. Yeah. Everything. There was, so uh, there's uh, mannequins that come to life on the fourth floor. Mm-hmm. Are we talking about the movie Mannequin? Yep. Or are we talking about today's special? <laughs> uh, we're actually oh, talking we're about Man- Mannequin 2. <laughs> I was not talking about today's special. <laughs> I should have been talking about today's special. I was talking about Twilight Zone. <laughs> see, I, I thought you were 100% talking about today's special. <laughs> I could see where you would assume that I was talking about today's special. There's also a rhyming mouse department. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say. There's a, there's a mouse that inexplicably codes on like a Apple II. Um, <laughs> no, that wasn't the mouse. That was the, uh, that was the security guard. It was security guard, security guy? Yeah. You mean Sam, Sam Crenshaw. Crenshaw? He has a name. <laughs> Sam Crenshaw? Yeah. <laughs> he has a name, Michael. And that, that Apple II was, was TXL, Dan. Come on. That's right. 
What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So, she, so yes, to so your point, Dan, he, she, she goes to Neiman Marcus, puts down a credit card, yeah. and buys $5 million worth of blouses. <laughs> right. She buys... Well, I'm saying she, he broke her heart, so she's buying dresses, blouses, um, That's it. kitchenware. Uh, <laughs> she's getting nice, fancy photos yeah. done. Uh, tires. She's, <laughs> she's getting... Those Neiman Marcus tires. Luckily, this happened in like late November, early December. She's like, let me see your catalog. Yep. And it's the Christmas catalog. And it's like 5,000 oh. pages. And she just starts nice. circling things. And she's like, I start circling near Mark and, uh, you know, dog earring things. Dog earring? Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. I can say that. And, uh, um, and she's like, I would like all of this, please. And the cashier's mm -hmm. like, so I got to go through this entire catalog and just see what you circled. <laughs> you know, you could have done this at home. I <laughs> I've literally just been standing here while you've been circling stuff. There's a line out the door, <laughs> lady. I mean, I, I understand you're brokenhearted, but this is really not the time or the place for this. Um, you know, you could order it online and then just pick it up in store. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, this is much right. more dramatic. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, when you go, then, oh, all right. Oh, when you go, then everything goes from the crib to the ride and the clothes. So you better let him know that if he messed up, you got to hit him up. Yeah. So maybe she warned him. She was like, well, I think we it's more of relationship, like, you should know that if you mess up, I'm going to take right. you for everything you have. Well, I was wondering, I was it's a great first date. These lyrics are verbatim from the, uh, from the prenup. <laughs> right. He knew this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was gonna. I was wondering if it was more of like a make an example of him, sort of thing. You know what I mean? Like, so just just for like, you know, his 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 sort of extended friend circle, mm -hmm. or just for men in general. Like, they're gonna we're gonna hear about this one guy who was cheating on his girlfriend, and she took him for everything he was worth. Yeah. So that's gonna make all the other guys a little bit more cautious about maybe pulling the same kind of thing. That's right. You know what I mean? So she's 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 not just doing this for herself. She's doing this for all womankind. Yeah. She's becoming folklore really is what she's becoming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think that's it. I think so I don't think she warned him in advance. I think this is this is just the uh the price he has to pay for cheating on her. But I think I mean to be fair though, she doesn't have to warn him. Right. You don't cheat. Right, like, right. I'm just saying. So like now he's gotta pay the price, whatever it happens to be. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think that that her doing this, like you said, becomes a warning for everybody else that all these other women can say to their boyfriends, Hey, just in case or husbands, just right. in case you decide to cheat, just so you yeah, know, yeah. a precedent has happened. been set and, and I need new blouses. And the great thing is that they don't, but that's the, that's the great thing about it is they don't have to directly say it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They can just talk about what happened. Yeah. And the point is very clear. You know what I mean? So they don't have to say, if you do this, then I'm, I'm going to do the same thing. Just by telling the story of what happened. Yeah. The implication yeah. <laughs> is very right. is very clear. That's what I'm saying. And much like Rachel is saying, yes, this woman has become f folklore. Yeah. She's the Paul Bunyan of her friends group. <laughs> While he was bragging, I was coming down the hill just a dragon. All his pictures and his clothes in the bagging. Sold everything else till there was just nothing left. 
So she's not just draining his bank account. She's selling every, I mean, uh, she's selling the ice trays, I, uh, the doorknobs. What a yard <laughs> like, sale. She's selling, oh my God. Sale. Just selling every last bit. Anything that's not da- yeah. nailed down is so going out good. the door. And he has no clue. He's like, now yeah. he's bragging to his friends that he's getting away with this. And she's grabbing everything out of the home and setting up in what I'm guessing a church parking lot. Cause that's where a lot of yard sales happen. So, um, yeah. So, and she's just selling everything. His pictures. No. You think he's like a famous painter? No. Have you ever, maybe have you ever gone to a, uh, like maybe a Goodwill or something or a garage sale and they have just random pictures <laughs> and you're like, am I buying the frame or like, do you want these family right. photos? Why are you selling <laughs> yeah, yeah. family photos? Right. How much for uh, for this uh, life size picture of somebody else's family? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a doggero type. Yeah, they, it's like just random photos. Yeah, yeah. Then you just hang them up and just pretend like they're distant relatives. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Now, where is he? Like, <laughs> is this guy so thick that like every day he comes home and like a couple of more things are missing and he just doesn't notice? I think so. Or <laughs> Is he like away somewhere <laughs> while the, all this is happening? I think every time he's out, something else disappears, and he doesn't quite realize it. I think, I think like he could be walking around like on his cell phone, like bragging to his friends, and he's like, right. "Wasn't there a door here?" <laughs> oh well, oh, I guess I never man. really noticed there was no door here. Oh, I only have one mug. Huh? Interesting. <laughs> he goes to sit down. He's like, "Where's?" We had a couch. <laughs> he just lands on the floor. I could have swore there was a chair here. So weird. Oh, well, oh, well back wow. to bragging about my infidelity. <laughs> Honey, <laughs> quick question. Has it always been the only thing in our house is a Neiman Marcus catalog? <laughs> Literally the only thing that's... There's nothing else in the house? Blue? I don't know. <laughs> Blue? <laughs> Blue? I'm pretty sure Blue this around. closet was not empty this morning. <laughs> It's weird. Um, I mean, I. Oh, well, <laughs> I always picture it that he is out like maybe he's on like an o- like an overnight with his buddies and he's bragging. And in that time, she grabs Sole and Mia and she's like, start packing because we are taking this to, you know, we're taking this to the garage sale. And I paid all the bills and I paid all the bills about a month too late. It's a shame we had to play these games. The love we had just fade away, away. Okay, so not only is she draining the bank account and and racking up the credit cards, not only is she selling everything, but like Rachel said, she's purposely ruining his credit uh, score. Mm-hmm. Ooh. But here's the thing, my dude, why is she paying all the bills? Like this is, I'm just saying, not even from like a. You know, you've opened your, you, you've left yourself open here. You got to split that 50-50. You know what I'm saying? This this already, this seems like a bad situation to begin with. I'm just saying, this is a red flag. I don't know that it's necessarily that, that she's she's the one responsible for paying the bills like out of her account. They probably have a joint account and she's just the no, one absolutely. who sends the payment. But I think also she might not just be talking about the bills in general. She might be talking about like the credit card bills. Yeah, uh, from right. when she went shopping. Oh, absolutely. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So not only did she spend a billion dollars, 
there's a billion dollar like a month late fee on that yeah. billion oh, sure. dollars that now is his problem because she's gone. Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. Oh, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, why isn't he sitting down the first of the month to pay that bill? That's what I'm saying. He can't be bothered because he thinks right. he's taking advantage of Blue and- He's busy cheating. He doesn't yeah, have time for that. He doesn't that. have time for that. I guess that's true. That's true. Well, I also, mean, I told she, you sold, guys- <laughs> she sold the table and all the pens and, how, and the checkbook. <laughs> that's and true. How is he supposed <laughs> to pay these bills? He's like, he's like, well, I guess it's time to pay the bills. Oh, yeah. I used to have a, had a table here. And didn't I used to have one of those Filofax things? That all this, that's gone too. <laughs> I wonder if she, if this was a long con where this is, she paid the bills about a month too late and maybe she did that for like six months. And so it just oh, slowly, like she would pay it. So it wouldn't, it's not like she stopped paying the bills, which could trigger mm. them like calling or something right, or right. like going to like collections or, or whatever. Have- it's just yeah. enough to mess with his credit, but then she pays right. it, and and they're just like, oh, okay, they were just late. It's fine. We don't have to give him. Well, a call. or yeah, pays it late, or it's just paying the minimum, yeah. so that he's just accruing, you know, oh, yeah. what's what's the word I want? The interest. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. So it's just ballooning and ballooning and ballooning. Yeah, and she's paying the bills for as long as she's in this relationship, knowing that she is going to be out of it, and it's his problem. So as soon oh, as it becomes yeah. his his problem to deal with, he he sees the bills and it's like, oh, there's there's a ton of interest on this. So I'm paying like five times what I originally owed. And also, when did I spend this much at Neiman Marcus? <laughs> I don't I don't think I need this many pans. Um, <laughs> and let's not even begin to talk about our tire budget because it is <laughs> out of control. <laughs> um. <laughs> um it is a shame they have to play these games. Is it? Because it's it, real fun to hear about. But the funny thing is, I mean, I guess the game he is playing is the game of infidelity. Um, they're just playing different games. <laughs> Very. A, a huge failure for Parker Brothers. It was yeah. just rough. did not. Did it not take off. I was going to say it lasted six episodes on Game Show Network. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, they are playing different games, you know? Yeah, She's absolutely. paying playing, I don't know, Payday and, you know. Yeah, he's playing well, Love Connection. Am I she's right? She's playing the game of revenge. And soon he's going to be playing Sorry. Am I right? <laughs> hey, because... you want to know why? Because he's in trouble. He knew that he was taking a risk. <laughs> oh, that's true. Well, you know what she's got over his money, a monopoly. So, yeah. You know what he doesn't have? What? A clue. That's true. Oh, yeah. So, Yahtzee. <laughs> I, I love this. So this is the, this is, you know, she's, we're bringing it down. This is the bridge. Um, so he sold her a, a bill of goods, but none of them came to fruition. Just kind of left her out in the cold with nothing to sort of show for it. Yeah. So this is all his fault. So. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the other thing is, besides everything else, and I've told you guys this before, but anytime I hear about someone cheating in 
real life, uh-huh. like like in my own life, or like a celebrity, I always think the same thought. That sounds exhausting. <laughs> and who has this <laughs> that's time? That's got to be... That's got to be so much work. Oh, yeah. Because it would be hard enough to have two girlfriends or whatever who know about each other. That, that, that would already be like, oh, my God. I got to do this. I just did this once, and I got to do yeah. it again. But to try, to try to hide it, oh, I'm, I'm getting exhausted just thinking about it, guys, honestly. I mean, I don't even like... When people tell me there's a surprise party <laughs> coming, you know what I mean? Because then that's now on. That's my job now yeah. that I can't accidentally spill the beans, right? Because right? if I because if I say to the person, "Oh, I'll see you on Tuesday. What's Tuesday? Oh, it's your party. Oh, I screwed it up. Like why is why is that on me now? Right now, I'm the one that's tiptoe around. I'll tell you what. If you're throwing a surprise party for somebody. And I'm invited to that surprise party. Also, have it be a surprise for me because I don't want to know. I don't want any chance oh, I can possibly man. screw it up. I was my wife just says get in the car and I say fine, and then I show like oh it's a surprise this party for fine. my friend. I had no idea. This is great. I can't stress enough. Just don't, just don't do it. Here's here's what you could do. Ready? Read a book. How about that? <laughs> Volunteer in an animal shelter. These are all things you can do instead of cheating on your Take spouse. Take up golf. Or, or significant other. Sure. Um, Why not? But then they become golf widows. Am I right? Ugh. Well, that you know, um, what are you going to do? So I love this turn of you sold me dreams. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to sell all of your things. Right. And the dreams, it, they left me in the cold and it was tough to get over but I'm probably going to get over it sooner than you're going to get over the complete financial disaster I am leaving you with. The thing that will keep me warm at night is knowing how badly I screwed up your yes. life. Yep. That's that what, what I don't have the love of a good man and a good relationship anymore. What will fill that void is the schadenfreude of knowing <laughs> That somewhere out there, you you are arguing with the lady at Visa on yeah. the phone about what your minimum payment can possibly be. Well, honestly, I also think that going back to talking about why is he not paying these bills? Why is Blue Cantrell paying these bills? Um, yeah. And Michael talking about they probably have like a joint bank account. This line of that it will take you until you get old to get him back, not just to get him back, but to get him back without me. So you think you had it good, but you only had it good because you had me uh, and I Mm. am an independent woman who has her own money and I was helping support the both of us. So guess what? You're going to see a lot less green from Blue Cantra. Exactly. (laughs) Nice. Uh, All right. Well, then she just repeats the chorus again. I don't think we need to go through that. So um, is there anything else on this song? That we want to say. Um, I just love a good revenge song. And she's right. Oh, revenge yeah. is better than money. It's great. Oh, it's good. It's good. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Let's do Expanded Universe. What do we got? Expanded Universe. This is smack dab in the middle of che- the cheating side of town. Well, I was going to say, I mean, there's one thing that seems almost too obvious. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously this guy who's credit score is ruined it's it's got to be rick rock 
Right? I oh. think we could all. Oh, yeah. yeah. He better start <laughs> saying it wasn't me that. real quick. <laughs> real <laughs> quick. He's yeah. going to be saying it wasn't me. It's a bankruptcy court. Right. He's going to be like, no, I didn't I didn't spend this money. Please, it wasn't me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think she's probably going to take the money and run. Oh, wow. That's an old one. Yeah. That's going back. Hey. She gets out of this relationship, goes to Neiman Marcus, and now she's living the glamorous life. Yeah. Oh, you bet. You bet. Yeah. That's a yeah. new one. Do you think this? Do you think this broke her? Like for she's so upset about this that she can't really commit anymore, and she's she's doing. I will sing in the sunshine. Oh, hmm. she does, maybe she's she like does, learned her lesson. Well, she just you know she just can't commit. Yeah, she just can't. She can't ever truly believe uh, in anyone anymore. So she's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna cap it at a year. That could, that's it. <laughs> could be. That could be. I think we should get her together with uh, the Pet Shop Boys because they okay. could have some opportunities. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I Absolutely. bet you they could make lots of money. A lot of money making opportunities. Oh, yeah. I mean, to be fair, I liked her plan. It wasn't the most sophisticated. It was just steal <laughs> anything that wasn't nailed down. But still, you got to start somewhere yeah. is what I'm That's saying. That's right. She has, um, you know what? She has a lot of uh, get up and go. That's what they like. That's, That's a, yeah, like. definitely. Yeah, she could definitely fit in with the gang. Oh yeah, I would. I would agree with that. Yeah, um, he's like, he's like, I got you got the looks, I got the brains. You got a Nemus Marcus credit card. <laughs> Let's do this thing. After this, I think he um moves or he has to move from the cheating side of town to Shanty Town. No, yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got That's nothing. where you go with bad credit scores. Yeah. Totally. If he can't pay those bills, eventually he ends up in Folsom Prison. Well, she, yeah, he's he's in there with um, Johnny Cash, and he's like, I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. What'd you do? And he's like, I cheated on my girl, and she just sold all my yeah. stuff. <laughs> Johnny Cash is like, that's cold. She's <laughs> yeah. she's good. She's good. I would like to meet this woman and compare notes. <laughs> is she on that train? Does <laughs> she like trains? Um I mean, Rachel said he was probably out like on a on a guy trip while this was happening. So, you know, just when they get back, they'll say the boys are back in town. Oh, my um, God. Imagine they're just <laughs> come in singing the boys are back in town as they go into his apartment or his house. And it's just like <laughs> there's nothing. The boys are back in. What, what's going on? There's nothing yeah. here. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, um, he's going to probably have to wind up driving a taxi and then. Oh They'll yeah! They'll meet each other down the line when she gets in. That that would be a tense reunion. Ooh, that would <laughs> not be the same his... kind of reunion. <laughs> if she gets in his taxi, uh, let me say this: a uh, yikes! <laughs> Am I right? Oh boy, she will not. Uh, she might not be living leaving a uh, tip uh, on the on the Uber app. <laughs> oh. Um, I would also probably guess just to end it. That while she was going on a shopping spree, and you know she probably bought ninety nine red balloons. I mean that you know sure. those are probably that's probably. I mean with the price of helium nowadays, oh, that's yeah. really probably gonna that's gonna get you up there. So or he, he probably had like three dollars left in his bank account, and she was like, mm-hmm. "It's like the end of the old wheel of fortune. Like I've got three dollars left to spend. What do I? <laughs> what do I do? Give me ninety nine of those red balloons." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then a gift certificate. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's Nobody break. breaks the ceramic dog. 
And when we come back, uh, we will talk about the history of this song with Story Behind the Story. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. We're back. It's time for a story behind the story. How did this story come to be? But before we do that, I just want to quickly read mm. a review from Podchaser. Yay! Don't quickly read it. Savor it. <laughs> but uh, it is from a good friend of ours, Jesse Jackson, uh, who had me on his podcast, and hopefully we'll be having the rest of you knuckleheads on his show in the near future. Um, but uh, has been a huge supporter of us. Great mm-hmm. guy. Uh, we really appreciate everything, but he did write us a Podchaser review, and so we're going to read it. So this is from Jesse Jackson, and he says, I grew up listening to Top 40 Radio in the 70s. Back then, AM radio was filled with story songs. Hearing Dan, Rachel, and Michael discuss them and the newer story songs bring back such wonderful memories. The team does a great job of selecting different songs from different eras, all while delivering a witty and entertaining commentary. Keep the joy coming. Well, we will certainly try, we Jesse. Will thank try. you. Thank you. Thank you for Thanks, your review, Jesse. and thank you for everything. Uh, and uh, we hope you have enjoying that. And if you out there have been enjoying the show, uh, you can be a part of the show by leaving us a five star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are your podcast. Like, just I don't know, I'll pick one out of the air. Pod Chaser, uh, yeah. leave us a five star review, and then we will read it on the show. All right, Rachel. Mm-hmm. Please tell us where uh, Blue Cantrell got the idea for Hit 'em Up Style. I assume, like, I don't know, an apple fell on her head or something under an apple tree. Yep. That's um, right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. It's a real Newton situation. <laughs> As in the failed Mac computer. No, please tell us more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Hit 'em Up Style was written by Dallas Austin uh, and mm-hmm. recorded uh, by Blue Cantrell. Released April 23rd, 2001. It was uh, the first single off of her 
debut album, So Blue, because it's mm. so blue. I want to say one thing. Yeah. 2001, The Future. So. That's so far into the future that it's referred to as the year 2001. Right. Yes, that's right. That's right. You know, you couldn't just call it 2001. It's the year 2001. Right. The 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 song. Like 2001, the movie, you know. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. The song was a was a hit. It was uh, number two on the Hot 100 Billboard charts, number one on the mainstream top 40, and number six on the R&B charts. And it hit number 11 on the year-end Hot 100. That's not even going into its, its um, international uh, success. The funny thing is that she didn't actually like the song. Mm. Which, Classic why does it happen so trail. much? But, Classic. Yeah. But she was going through some uh, some bitter feelings at the time from a from a past relationship, and so she decided that she liked the revenge theme <laughs> and wanted a revenge it. anthem on So Blue. She said she had never done things like this, but apparently she had a girlfriend of hers who had done something similar. I'm guessing either Soleil or Mia. I would hope so. Yeah. The- yeah. Could you imagine? So wait, hold on. Can you imagine if you're Soleil? You get it twice. You did it to your man, and now you get the benefit yeah, of right. doing it to someone else. That's you're right. You're like, you're like the only thing I need as Soleil. I just need a bigger closet. I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> I got so many clothes. I don't know where to put them all. I don't know what to do. So, um, this song is actually a, a double parenthetical. It's hit 'em up style. Open parentheses. Oops. Close parentheses. Open parentheses. Soleil's theme. Close parentheses. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's right. Um, Open parentheses, me, and don't be such a crybaby. We're yeah. doing this. Come on, let's <laughs> so, go. <laughs> so, so, yeah, like I said, there's, for some reason, she didn't like, like, in an artistic sense, she didn't really like it. It has a couple of interesting things about the song composition itself. It uses a very small, a tiny small bit of the Sinatra song, The Boy's Night Out, which is kind of mm. funny. It's even in the song, The Boy's Night Out, like it's talking about the boys. It's kind of like a boys are back in town situation. Like no, we're gonna, ha- gonna look say. out, everybody. The boys are on the prowl. Uh, they're down at Dino's Bar and Grill, and literally Dino is is that's right. Running <laughs> that's right. But but I just love the idea that part of this, uh, this revenge anthem on a cheating man is from a Sinatra song called "The Boys' Night Out." It's so mm. mwah. Yeah, there's, there's a real Love double it. meaning there, like yeah. that it's it's not just a musical sample, it's like it's a thematic sample as well. They're out to do the town and before they're through, it's bound to be likened to the night they the Titanic and the Wall Street panic. What the producer of the song and writer Dallas Austin, who we will talk about more in a minute, he said the musical inspiration for the song came from, I wonder if you guys can guess where the musical inspiration came from, specifically the phrasing of the, the lyrics. Um, yeah, I don't know. You might remember, uh, not that we were around back then, 
But there yeah. was a Merry Melodies cartoon from 1936. I, I remember it well. And there um, is, but the, the, this is things I was that there were opening like, night. Uh, but the, these are things <laughs> that were around. I, as soon as I sure. say it, you'll you'll remember it. Oh, I well, of course. There was a cartoon where a little baby owl sings, "I love to sing a about oh, sure. the Muna and the Juna and the Springa." <laughs> <laughs> about yes. the sky of blue and a T for two. I, I, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yes, Michael, absolutely. you don't? I do. Okay, you do. Yeah. So it's... Re- it's. I think that's a, a real song, right? That they just happened to use in the cartoon. Yeah, but he but he was watching the cartoon and that's where it came from. I love to sing about the moon and the juna and the springer. I love to sing about a sky of blue or a T for two anything with a swinger too and I love you. I love you. I I don't remember the video. It's a very, it's a very 2000s video, early 2000s okay. video. But apparently they could not get the rights to use the Neiman Marcus name because I saw a BuzzFeed article and their minds were blown by the fact that it did not say Neiman Marcus on the storefront, it said Nearkus Marmon <laughs> in Neiman Marcus font, which is amazing. And I'd rather shop at Nearkus Marmon. <laughs> okay. I was honestly, I was going to make a joke uh-huh. when you said it's a 2000 video. And I was going to say, is there a shot of a car pulling up and you see a close up of the tires? Uh huh. Because every early 2000s video. Has a car stopping, yep. and then you like the tire like fills the frame. You guys, I just played the video. It happens in the first three seconds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in the first yeah. three seconds, there was a shot of car. T- why were we obsessed with car tires it's in the early two thousands? I don't understand. Obsessed you know with why? Car tires? Because it was it was the early two thousands, and they were like, "Get your fill of these now," because like three years, these things are just going to be flying. That's right. We're going to have all hover cars. We're not going to need that's, tires. That's where we're going, we, we don't even need roads. That's right. We have to take video of this for historical records. Yeah. Yeah. Is um, the video also, does it have like weird filters on it and stuff? Like there's like a, a yellow filter or like a blue filter? Because that was big. Yes. There, a sort of. Bit, it has like that sort of hyper realistic coloring to it. Yeah. Where, I'm watching it right now. You know it's like I mean? over like overly saturated. Yeah. Oversaturated. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, all and the like, things. it's like weird close-ups. Yeah, it's weird close-ups, and you know what else it's doing, which we loved back then. It's doing like the morphing. So oh, like, yeah, she's like, it's like she she's one angle of the car, and then it cuts to a different angle of the car. But instead of just like cutting there, it like morphs over yep. <laughs> to it. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. You know why? Because early 2000s. That is when the world discovered like PowerPoint transitions. Yes, that, that's <laughs> yes. literally what it is. <laughs> and uh, we're like, this needs to be in our music videos. <laughs> oh, my God. Can we have a Ken Burns uh, pan on this one? Um, star wipe. Nothing but star wipes. So there is also a, a postmodern jukebox version of the song. that's pretty great. If you don't know postmodern jukebox, they take popular music and they do it in different styles, often jazz and blues. And they did it with hit em up style. Entertainment Weekly said of the song, there's both a retro Cotton Club vibe and a post-feminist lesson. If your man is straying, get to Neiman Marcus and max out his credit line. On R&B singer Cantrell's debut single, Hit Him Up Style. 
And that's what make this, makes this witty Dallas Austin penned and produced revenge anthem so catchy and compelling. The contrasts. Vintage sounding horns, which is that Sinatra sound, rub up against uh-huh. modern hip modern hip pop, and Cantrell's roller coastering vocals and and get his cash toughness are feisty counterpoints to her soulful keening over love's betrayal. Yeah. Yeah. Way to go, Entertainment Weekly. Well done. You did it. That's true. That is that song. <laughs> um so we spoke about him twice already. So let's talk a little bit before we get into Blue Cantrell. Let's talk a little bit about Dallas Austin. Okay. Dallas Austin was born December 29th, 1970 in Georgia as Dallas L. Austin. Wait, that's his real name? Apparently his real name. <laughs> I suppose. That's All what right. it said. Um, he but he a- wasn't born in Texas, though. It doesn't matter. Because if, if he was born in Texas, Austin, it would have been it would have been too on the nose. That's true. All right. Yeah, there are people whose last names are Austin. Dan, not just Texans are named Austin. No, I know, but I'm saying, yeah. But if his name is Austin, couldn't his first name be Keep, and then they had a last name weird, and then his name could be Keep Austin weird? <laughs> sure. That's, that's sure. the thing they say. Anyway, that is continue. that is. So he, uh, so Dallas Austin is a musician, songwriter, and a record and film producer. He got his start. Uh, he had a little bit of a rough um, beginning. Uh, he moved away from his hometown because he wanted to get out of that culture. Music was, he knew that music was going to be his, uh, his saving grace. So he got his start when his manager introduced him to um, a member of the, the group Climax, Joyce Irby. And she really sort of became his mentor and she believed in him as a producer, but she had difficulty selling him to different labels. But slowly but surely, his talent started to shine through. In 1989, he produced her single, Mr. DJ, with Dougie Fresh, which went to number two. And then songs, the songs My Music and I Will Always Love You, nope, not that one, for the band <laughs> True. Fair enough. This led him to branching out and working... Um, on Motown Records, where he worked on debut albums for ABC, Another Bad Creation, where he co-wrote Aisha and Playground. Those wow. songs are so good. <laughs> Aisha. So good. So good. And and he also he also produced the um debut album for Boys to Men. Heard of them? I know mm, you have. I have. But apparently Get this. Dallas Austin kind of thought that boys to men became too big for their britches and too like stuck up. And he only produced one track on their follow up album. And it's not like, oh, because they were working with different producers. He was like, I don't want to work with these guys anymore. They think who they are. Wow. Can I ask a question? Do you think he thought they just became men? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> they had graduated. Did they yeah. stop being boys to men? Yeah, I think they were, so. They were, they had just gone too far into just the men part. Yeah, or he was like, you know what? You were boys to men. Now you're boys to jerks. Whoa, <laughs> that's right. I said it. Dallas Austin what? out. <laughs> so he was. So he was there. Is, is this a is this a roast? What is happening? <laughs> yeah. So he was then recruited by Babyface and L.A. Reed of. LaFace Records fame uh, sure. t- to work on the debut album for TLC 
where he co-wrote oh. their huge hits, Ain't Too Proud to Beg, and What About the Your Friends? Channel. Oh, I yes. love What About Your Friends. Uh, That's such a good song. This is also... Will they let you down? Will they stand their ground? Yeah. Um, what about your friends? <laughs> so, fun thing, too. This is also where he met Chili, the C, in TLC, mm-hmm. who sure. he later had a child with. Oh, There's a little Chili Austin out there. Chili um, so Austin. <laughs> so, Dallas... So Dallas Austin has worked with incredibly popular acts on huge hits, including TLC's Unpretty, uh, Pink's Don't Let Them Get Me, and Just Like a Pill, Gwen Stefani's Cool, and no one else. He's worked with no one else that I could tell. Right, Michael? There's nobody else he worked with. I feel like you're doing this on purpose. Yeah. Do you want to tell us who else he worked with? Um, I think the Queen of Pop, Madonna. Yes, he did. On, do you know on what? On her 1994 album, Bedtime Stories. That's right, Michael. Good for you. Gold star. Do you want to say anything else about? He co-wrote and co-produced, I think, like three or four of the tracks on the album. Yeah. Most notably, the hit debut single, or not debut single, but the lead single from the album, Uh Secret. Yes. Yes. Real quick, I'm going to run, get a drink. You guys let me know when this is over. Thank well, you. here's the funny thing. I will say this. <laughs> Take your time because we're going to do Broadway after this. Well, <laughs> the funny thing about this is that I yeah. literally did not write anything about Bedtime yeah. Stories. I just noticed <laughs> that he produced and wrote, co-wrote songs on Bedtime Stories. So my note for this is literally Michael. And then he just went on. So because I know. I know what's up. Come on. Yeah. The songs so- <laughs> he co-wrote or co-produced with Madonna are uh, Survival, Secret, um, Don't Stop and uh, Sanctuary. Yeah. All of which are amazing songs. It's an amazing yeah. album. See? Don't Stop Believing. Not that one. Oh, that song. In Bedtime Stories. <laughs> uh, so, so dumb. So it's dumb. It's side So, um, so like I said, he was working with different people when he, when he started working with Blue Cantrell. He was working with TLC at the time. This is according to Song Facts, uh, who got it from an Instagram live. Uh, he was working with TLC at the time, and he met with L.A. Reid to play him some TLC songs. And he says, quote, I played him the album. He loved everything. I got into my car and he was like, didn't you work with Blue Cantrell last night? I was like, damn. So I played him the record. And before we even got get to the hook, he's like, what the F is this? This is a smash. I played it again, and he said, this is the first single. So he knew it was going to be a hit. L.A. Reid knew it was going to be a hit right off the bat. So in addition to music, Austin also co-produced the very successful 2002 movie Drumline. And he was inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame in 2019. Wow. Blue Cantrell was born Blue Cantrell. She was not. She was born Tiffany Cobb on March 16th, 1976. Very different. She was, she was born. She was born Schenectady, Rochester. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. No. Uh, she was born <laughs> Tiffany Cobb. <laughs> it, took a, it took a second. It took a second. I, I had to figure out what you were saying. But now, now I love it. I love it. So she was born. It wasn't the joke that made me laugh. It was watching the wheels turn for Dan that made me laugh. Well, because I was like, she was born in Schenectady? I don't know. 
No. And now you're so, saying Rochester. Yeah. She was actually born in Rhode Island, but named two towns in Rhode Island. You can't. I don't know two towns in Rhode Island. I was going to try. Providence. But... Providence. And? Uh, Providence 2. Back in action. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. Anyway, she was born uh, March 16th, 1976. Fine city you got here, Mayor. Yep, that's right. Uh, she was born in Rhode Island, and she was bound for music as her mother was a jazz singer, Susie, Susie Franco. But she really started her career in the 90s as a professional backing vocalist for people like Faith Evans, but most notably for Sean Puffy Combs. Later, she joined the, uh, the girl group 8th Avenue, who recorded some songs and performed on Blackstreet's 99 album, Finally, but shortly thereafter, they disbanded. Mm. Finally, am I right? Finally. So in this time, a little bit after this, her solo career really began when Usher and a dance friend introduced her to producer Tricky Stewart of Red Zone Entertainment, who originally wanted her to join another girl group, but he saw her potential as a solo act and decided to work with her in that in that vein. She moved and actually moved into Stewart and his girlfriend's Atlanta home. And during that time, she was working on getting a contract. Um, he and Tricky Stewart was working on getting her a contract. And she did get one. She received a contract uh, offer from L.A. Reid of Arista Records after she performed mm -hmm. live one of her songs that she wrote and she sang for him called Till I'm Gone. But he Can was. I... Yeah. Okay, go ahead. No, go oh, on. I just I had a question. I didn't mean to interrupt you. That's fine. Go ahead. Um, at any point in this story, does anyone have a normal first name? Absolutely That's not. The only... We've got, <laughs> we've got Tricky, we've got Blue, we've got Dallas, and we've got L.A. Those are those are the first names we, of the people we're dealing actually, with. Actually, well, we're get, we have Baby, of Babyface. Okay, um, that's so not not I, any better. I'm but continue. That's just, I guess one, it's just one name, like Madonna, Babyface. Sure, Mister yeah, Face. Sure, sure. Um, but Mister <laughs> <Mr>. Face. <laughs> Excuse me, Mister Face, please. Uh, by the way, there's a town in Rhode Island called Woonsocket. I just wanted to say that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Continue. So if you could name me Woonsocket. Oh, I couldn't name it. I had to Google it. I just, <laughs> I Googled towns in Rhode Island and one of them that came up was Woonsocket. I just thought that was fun. You can't, you're not going to name your kid Woonsocket Providence. There's no way. You, you just wait. <laughs> That's a you challenge. Can't, you can't stop me. So. Anyway, L.A. Reid of Arista Records was not the only one who wanted to sign Blue Cantrell. He only got the contract or, or uh, I guess, got to sign her after a bidding war with several different labels. Mm. But he got her, Arista Records got her, and they released her debut album, So Blue, in July of 2001. On this album... She worked not only with Tricky Stewart and Dallas Austin, who mm -hmm. are amazing producers in their own right, but also she worked with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, who are two insanely successful producers who are most known for their work with Janet Jackson. Yeah. They produced a bunch of her stuff on Rhythm Nation. They produced George Michael's Monkey. Um, they produced, there was another big one. Oh, man. And now I don't have it. Hold on. Nope, I don't oh, have no. it. But just trust me. They produced everybody. They're amazing. Yeah, no. They're amazing. I've heard, I remember, I've heard of Jimmy Jam. There's, I'm sure I've, and, heard, 
I'm sure I've heard Terry Lewis too, but his name's not quite as memorable as Jimmy Jam. So I mean, Terry Lewis <laughs> is the only one who has a normal name so far. So he's actually the one that sticks out the most. Um, but they, with all of these producers, there was really no way that this thing wasn't going to be a hit. Right. You know what I mean? Anyway. Okay. Oh, absolutely. So, okay. So real quick. Although, I mean, too, sometimes there's too many cooks in the kitchen. It's no guarantee. Yeah, but, but listen. I'm glad, I'm glad it worked listen, out. Listen, Jimmy, not to get into Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, but I just want to give you a couple of their Billboard Hot 100 number ones. Okay? Okay. Janet Jackson's When I Think of You, Miss You Much, Escape, Good Love time. Will Never Do Without You, That's the Way Love Goes, Again, Together Again, Doesn't Really Matter, All For You. The Human League's Human, George Michael Monkey, and Boys to Men on Bended Knee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Ushers, You Remind Me. These songs are huge. Mariah Carey's in there. I mean, it, it's these songs are huge. Uh, so they're pretty good. They're great. So you have four huge hitters in the, producer, in the producing world. So the album, of course, was a hit with critics and fans, hitting number eight on the Billboard 200, and it was certified gold. It um, it also was big internationally. In 2002, she was nominated for two Grammys, Best Female R&B Vocal Performance and Best R&B Song, and an American Music Award for Favorite New Soul R&B Artist. I did mm. not look up who she lost to. That would be interesting to find out. I would, I want, I would, I'd like to know if it's like the same person or like, you know, if she had a, uh, an arch nemesis. <laughs> in the R and B world, just curious. But um, I don't know. in 2002, she also had a bit part in Drumline, where she sang the national anthem. Uh, and then it, her second album, Bittersweet, was released in 2003, which earned her another Grammy nomination for Best R and B Album. And though it was received positively by critics, it wasn't ex- as successful as her debut. But it did hit number 37 on Billboard 200. Um, so that's always like, there's a, always like a sophomore slump, right? Yeah. But the truth is, that was in the U.S. The album was much more successful internationally, mostly because of a collaboration with Sean Paul on the song Breathe. And it was one of the biggest releases of the year in the U.K. and I believe also Australia. In 2005... So she had a great run. She's having a great run. Two really well-received albums. In 2005, L.A. Reid resigns from Arista Records. There were a lot of um, mergers and stuff, and L.A. Reid decided to resign. Because of this, Blue didn't want to be without L.A. Reid, who she felt was her mentor, and so she did not re-up her contract with the label. And so for the next couple of years... She sort of toured around without a label, kind of as a free agent. In 2004, she did release a uh, a mixtape, I should say before this, in 2004, she did release a mixtape called L.A. to L.O., which I think is L.A. to London, but I don't think that's how abbreviations work. Um, okay. But, uh, but aside from that, there, there weren't any, any more albums. In 2007, she did star in a musical stage play called Gossip, Lies, and Secrets for, mm. uh, for like six months. It was like one of those touring musical stage plays. Um, not a musical. 
more like a stage play with music. Here's a little fun fact. Did you know NBC had a celebrity circus in 2008? No. Yeah. Neither did I until I found out Blue Cantrell was on it and was eliminated in its second week. Oh. So sad for Blue Cantrell. Celebrity circus. What, what was her act? I, honestly, I just saw Celebrity Circus and I left it at that, Daniel. I did not. I mean, I don't. I didn't go down. <laughs> I didn't go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> I mean, that's an evening of YouTube that I don't have. You know what I mean? <laughs> Can I interrupt real quick? I looked up Circus of the Stars. I am currently watching The Maid from the Jeffersons with a trained goat. All right, continue. That is Marla so Gibbs. What? She yeah, has Marla Gibbs. She has a goat that is oh, a goat that she is leading around. It's it's walking around on two legs, and when she flips <laughs> her hand, it does a spin. Oh, now it's oh now it's like on a round thing, like a tube, and it's walking yeah. on top of the tube. Um, also, if you could just do a play-by-play, Daniel, of this, also that would be the great. Go- also, the goat has like a frilly collar on. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a circus. No, I'm just it's saying. a circus goat. Of saying. course it has a frilly Michael, collar. if you want to look, this is the 12th annual Circus of the Stars from 1987. All right, continue. <laughs> on it. <laughs> we really got off the rails. She was Go eliminated on. after episode two, you said, right? I believe, yes. So she was not there for the remaining four episodes? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> she made it a third of the way through, though. Yeah, so that's it ran good. six episodes in 2008. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Blue Cantrell has said multiple times that she was working on a new album, but so far, no album has appeared. Uh, I I don't know that she's on a label now. She did have a single that she released in 2012 called SOS. It's nice. She's got a nice R&B voice it's great her success in the states has waned but she still performs and tours in australia and europe and so you know i think she did have more success overseas mm-hmm. so like a hasselhoff but <laughs> sure with, <laughs> with she's with like i'm a hasselhoff oh <laughs> but no i mean she you know i think it's it's just one of those things she was she had like a you know, lightning in a bottle for a short period of time. Sure. And, uh, you know, her music is good. Yeah. I mean, it's, it. you know, yeah. I mean, it's very yeah. of the time, but it's, yeah. like I said, we, I could not stop singing it the other day. It was oh, totally man, stuck in my head. So this song, I cannot get out of my head. Yeah. I love it. All right. So that's it. That's what, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm so watching Circus of Stars. So we're going <laughs> to take a quick break. And we come back, we'll talk about the so last Dan thing. can watch Circus of the Stars. We'll be back in an hour. <laughs> Look, Dick, Dick Van Patten's on this one. Um, <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. and we come back, we'll talk about the lesson we learned from this song with Lessons Learned. Friends help friends find the Story Song Podcast. And you can help your friends find the show by leaving us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll read the best reviews on the show. And then you'll be famous. And you won't have to be nice to your friends anymore. All right, we're back. It's time for Lessons Learned. What lesson did we learn from this song? Rachel, let's start with you. What lesson did you learn from Hit em Up Style, Open Parentheses, Oops, Exclamation Point, Close Parentheses? What I learned is that 
what makes it a nice little Saturday and a nice way to spend all your dough mm-hmm. is to go on a shopping spree <laughs> with Soleil and Mia, maybe stop by Ikea, <laughs> get some accessories at Dalia, <laughs> and then finish off at Sparrow's where you can say, Mamma Mia. <laughs> 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 All right, thank nice. you. For All that. that was written by a tiny cartoon owl. <laughs> oh, and there it flew away. There it goes. Come back, <laughs> come back another day, Mister Owl. I mean, I would just say, like, yeah. I will go. I will start with the most pedestrian possible lesson, and mm-hmm. say the lesson I learned from this song is: don't cheat on your woman, or she's gonna steal all your money. And spend it. I mean, that's like that's there's literally a lesson in this song that they're that's that they're true. trying to tell you. That is true. Yeah, um, that is true. But my other lesson is just like stay away from Soleil and Mia. They they just those two seem like trouble. That's all I'm going to say. But they're so fun. Yeah, but they're they're, they're so the ones fun. who are going to talk you into spending right. all of his money. Uh, that's what I'm saying. All the things. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All the things. Like they and then then they're going to be like and then the next guy they're like I'm pretty sure he's cheating on you. I I know there's no evidence, <laughs> but I'm like pretty confident. <laughs> that he's cheat that he's cheating. I mean, where has he been? Where has he been? Mia, he's in a coma. He's been in the in a <laughs> hospital bed for three months. I'm pretty sure he's cheating on you. We should go spend all his money. That's what he said. That's what he says. <laughs> he can't say anything. He's in a coma, Mia. I can't Oh man. Even anyway. if they're not the ones who are convincing you to spend all of his money, they are the ones who are convincing you to like sell everything. And be like Yeah. You know what? That's great, but what'll really teach him is if you sell this door. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you know, what about what, like what about like the sofa? Sell that, right? Yeah, you, you know they're also e- eBay sellers. Yeah, and they, so they're like <laughs> they're they making just a commission need on inventory. This. Yeah, yeah. You know what would really show him? Okay, blue. You know what would really show him if you used his money to pay off my forty-five grand in credit card debt? <laughs> that would show him. Oh, he would That'll be shown. Hit him where it hurts. He would be shown. <laughs> Michael, what'd you learn? I learned. Um, that if you're like me, you are intimidated by the fancier stores and don't even go in them. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you happen to be the way I am, um, just avoid Neiman Marcus. And yeah. uh, there's a place for you, and that place is Nearkus Marmon. <laughs> <laughs> Almost Sorry. the same stuff. You, you kind of have to like go through the racks to, to find stuff. Yeah. That's true. It's strangely but if you put enough, in the time, of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you'll find a good buy. Yeah, strangely enough, a lot of off-brand Warner Brothers yeah. Yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, which but is weird. It's all like slightly irregular. It's like, oh, yeah. a shirt with 19 arms. Okay. Oh, this is weird. <laughs> Doofy <And> duck? I- <laughs> <laughs> it's a shirt with that owl that sings that weird song. This one did not sell. This one did not sell well. We have a lot of these. Oh, you remember man. that in the spring? No, nobody won anyway. We have a no, lot nothing? of these shirts. Okay. We have a, I mean, I want to emphasize, we have a lot of these shirts. So <laughs> <laughs> the little baby owl didn't sell that well. We, we really oversold. We uh, overthought that one. Yeah. Anyway, today's episode is brought to you by Nierkus Marmon. <laughs> Nierkus Marmon for all of your, I guess, clothing needs? I guess. Might be clothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's double uh, coupons yeah. this weekend mm-hmm. for, uh, I guess, like, <laughs> like stuff you could wear. Yeah. Technically, you could wear it. 
That's that's, <laughs> that's their tagline. Ta- I mean, technically, you could you could wear it. Yeah. Hey, anything's uh, technically clothes. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. If you're Nearcus Marmon. Hey, hey guys. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening to the Story Song Podcast. If you could follow us on the socials like Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, uh, that would be great. And if you could leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts, wherever your podcast. We would certainly appreciate it, and we will read it on the show. Come back next episode for another great story song. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. We'll talk to you guys then. Thanks for listening, and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. Find him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at story song podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. The Story Song Podcast is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Go to pantheonpodcasts.com. Thanks for listening. It's the story. I just want to say you usually do uh, three, two, one, and then we clap. And tonight you did one, two, three, and it really actually threw me. <laughs> do I do three, two, one? Today you did one, two, three. You normally oh, do three, two, one. And I didn't know what to okay. do with myself. I almost didn't clap. I was. What's amazing is it's 106 episodes, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know what I normally do. <laughs> I, I mean, I literally have no idea. It actually confused me. <laughs> <sighs> it's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.